0: The term soul food really came about in the 60s as a way, again, of connection. But I would say the original soul food was truly plant-based because our ancestors ate what they had, ate from the land. They ate what they grew, they ate in season, and they ate together because it was always about a sense of unity.
1: Well, hello there. Today, we are continuing to explore the inequities and injustices that are facing the African-American community. Systemic racism extends beyond what we see on the news, and its effects are deeply rooted. Just one of the major results of this, the health of members of that community. As the rates of chronic disease such as high blood pressure go up, life expectancies remain down. However, my guest today says that looking to the past may help create a healthier future. Ditra Dennis, she is here to talk about the African Heritage Power Plate. And the goal of this plate? members of the African-American community to experience how returning to the traditional foodways of their heritage can result in improved health. Today, you will learn how the foods on this plate can be used to create delicious and healthful and familiar tastes. And you'll also hear from Dietra how cooking can help people connect with each other and also to their roots, their health, and their creativity. Again, we are not saying that food is the solution for ending systemic racism. However, it can be one step toward breaking the cycle. For years, data has been showing an unfortunate reality for people of color. They are at far higher risk for chronic diseases and dying younger. And more recently, with COVID-19, much like the virus itself, the racial disparities have reached pandemic levels. I want to read to you a quote from a recent article in the New York Times. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, 42.2% of white Americans and 49.6% of African Americans are obese. Researchers, though, are yet to clarify how a 7 percentage point disparity in obesity prevalence translates to a 240% to as much as 700% disparity in fatalities. So what exactly is going on? For some answers, we head down south to Atlanta and we welcome Dietra Dennis to the show. Dietra is a registered nurse with nearly three decades experience working with patients and she's also a national board certified health and wellness coach and a contributing author. She also happens to be an inspiration to everyone whom she meets. With that, Dietra Dennis, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chad. Glad to be here. And I am so very glad that you are here. And I think that it's important that we state right off of the bat that the issues here run deep. I mean, far deeper than simply saying that eating healthier will make everything better. It's just not a true statement. So why is it right now that the African-American community is being so disproportionately attacked by COVID-19?
0: Well, of course, with the underlying um, health conditions, is one of the major factors. Um, and the access to healthy food, you know, we can encourage people all day to eat healthy food, but if they don't have access to it, then, you know, that's a major barrier for them. Um, and, and many times, even if they're able to get to um, the fresh produce using public transportation, they're limited on the number of bags that they can, you know, have on the bus. So if you can only have two bags to feed your family, you're still, you know, limited on how the uh, options that you have, you know, to make those healthy choices.
1: And I don't think that's something that a lot of people who may be listening to this program right now even consider, you know, we, we either have our own car that we can go and drive to the grocery store, load up with as many bags as we could possibly fit in the trunk or, a lot of us are even using a grocery delivery service, so we don't even have to leave the house. And so, to hear you talk about having to take a bus and only being able to carry two bags, you have that limit imposed on you, mm-hmm. that in itself is a, just a tremendous burden.
0: It is, it is. Um, and I always like to give solutions. Um, there are options, you know, um, the local farmers. there? You can um, subscribe to a community supported agriculture and you can receive a box. Um, Here in Georgia, I work closely with the Georgia Farmers Market Association, and they have um, a program where you can order, you can come pick it up right in your community. So it's walking distance where you can get the food.
1: Now, let's talk specific to nutrition now because you have actually done something fantastic. You have worked to help create something called the African Heritage Power Plate. And the ultimate goal here is getting people to experience how returning to the traditional foodways of the African heritage can Mm -hmm. result in improved health. And having looked this over, it is just a tremendous, a tremendous program that you put together. Can you talk to us Thank a little you. bit about it?
0: Thank you. Do you mind if I share a little bit how I even got to the point of getting this this developed? Um, so as you know, I, as you mentioned, I've been a nurse for almost three decades. And when I was at the bedside, I had an experience with a patient that really changed my outlook on nursing care. I had a patient that was 20 years old. He was obese, as you talked about obese, morbidly obese, actually, he was over 500 pounds. And he was in the hospital for a long period of time. So um, at his bedside, I had to spend quite a bit of time with him because of his care, very um, acute care. And during that time, I was doing, at that time, didn't know it was coaching, but I was coaching him um, on you know identifying what what led him to where he was but long story short he passed away and that was like the taking the wind out of me because he had become family to all of us on the floor he discharged home but again went back to his old way of, of eating so for me that made me start thinking of i really want to do something to help patients or anyone that i come in contact with on how to sustain a healthy lifestyle and so changing from the nursing care from the bedside to the sidelines as a coach. And then as to the table side in the nutrition and cooking instructor led me you know, on a path for some time, but I derived in being a certified food for life instructor, as well as um, an ambassador with Old Ways as African Heritage and Health. And I, in 2017, wanted to be able to bring the power plate that Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine had and the African Heritage um, diet pyramid make that something that would really help the community because in any culture when you have something that you can connect to you're more likely to adhere to it right because it's familiar and so the african heritage power plate came from me having that idea and speaking with both organizations coming together to create such a beautiful in product, and I'm very proud of it, um, and I've had quite a bit of great responses, you know, from it, in seeing foods that are unique to the African diaspora.
1: We're going to talk about those foods in just a second, but I, I feel the need to... Ask you a little bit more about this patient that really stood out to you because being uh, I I will never understand his position 100%, but I can tell you, being formerly morbidly obese myself at 420 pounds, Mm -hmm. I know how hard it was for me to stick to a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. And I had access to high quality, healthy foods, I -hmm. wanted nothing to do with them, but nonetheless, that option was there. And I just Mm -hmm. think. He may not have even had that option. I don't know what his exact circumstances were, but so many people don't even have that option. And when these high fat foods can be so addictive, Mm -hmm. and I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that when you see somebody who is that overweight, it is being fueled by, at least in part, an addiction. But if that is truly the only food that you have access to, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't even know where to begin to help. You said that you have solutions here. I
0: mean, help help <laughs> us out. Yeah. So like I said, again, the, the local farmer is helping the community when you connect with the local farmer and getting that fresh food. And um, in any state where you are, you can go to the Farmers Market Coalition, and it lists all of the farmers. Um, And again, all of the programs, because they're really wanting to help the community. Um, Many of the farmers markets have um, SNAP benefits, what was formerly food stamps, and they double them. So you can get double the produce, you know, to really help you in making those healthy choices. So that's one. Um, I know some hospitals here have a um, pharmacy with an F pharmacy food. Um, so patients can come, especially they they target those that are diabetic. One of the hospitals here in Atlanta, they start right now with the patients that are diabetic and planning to expand. So the physician sees the patient and they write them a prescription, but it's for food. Oh
1: wow. I'd yeah. love to hear that. Man. Yeah. Every hospital needs a pharmacy. <laughs> that is yeah. outstanding. Yeah. As yeah. a nurse, I mean, that really has to be like just makes your
0: heart sing, right? It does. It really does. It really does. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's let's talk about this traditional diet and then we're gonna get into the um the, the African heritage power plate. Yes. Yeah. There is the common myth be it mm-hmm. ignorant or, you know, just a lack of understanding that mm-hmm. the traditional African-American diet is full of high salt, high fat fried foods, just about as unhealthy as it could possibly get. Mm-hmm. That's
0: not necessarily accurate though, is it? It is not. So soul food, the term soul food really came about in the 60s, you know, as a way again of connection. Um, and that diet was basically... Um, created, if you will, based on what was given to the enslaved people once they, you know, came to the Americas. And it was the scraps, the leftovers. And so in their creativity, they made do with what they had. But I would say the original soul food was truly plant-based. It was because our ancestors ate what they had, ate from the land. They ate what they grew they ate in season and they ate together because it was always about a sense of community. Um, so again, the diet was primarily plant-based. Now there were, um, times that they did have meat, but it was for celebration. It wasn't that meat was the star of the plate and it wasn't something every day. Um, even I can, you know, think about my own, um, grandparents, um, and aunts and uncles, they didn't eat meat every day. You know, when I was growing up, it was on Sunday when you had the meat, the Sunday supper. And then um, growing up in the South, you know, you had to have that chicken on the plate. Um, But again, it wasn't every day. It was just that time of celebration that
1: there was meat on the plate. All right. Now, as we start to look at the the African heritage power plate itself, there's another myth out there that says if you cut the salt, if you (laughs) cut the fat, you cut the flavor. This, too, could not be any further from the truth.
0: Right. That is correct. Chuck. That's correct. So uh, an example. So, again, taking that creativity, um, thinking about collard greens, again, growing up in the South, we had ham hock or every part of the pig you can think of to season those greens. So I had to think about, you know, when I, you know, adopted the lifestyle of uh, whole food plant-based, I'm like, okay, well, I still want those foods, but how can I make it taste good but still be healthy? So I thought about, well, what does the pig give you? It gives you smoke flavor. So the substitution for that is liquid smoke and smoked paprika. You had the salt, so we do a little salt, okay, not a lot, because we don't want the blood pressure going up. You add some spices to that, Um, and then um, the fat. So from that, I have been able to, and I don't want to tell them a secret, but I've been able to uh, (laughs) replace that um, with a healthy fat, and it gives it so much flavor, so you don't miss the pork if you will because you have those flavors and you're you know exciting those taste buds with those same flavors that you would get from the pork. Have you always been comfortable in the
1: kitchen spent time in there cooking figuring out recipes even before you were plant-based?
0: Uh, no so <laughs> up, <laughs> growing up my um my mom's older sister Aunt Mary she was our cook? Um, my grandmother had already passed away before I was born, so my my aunt, married maternally, was like grandmother to me, and she just recently passed on April eighth. Um, a dear heart of mine, but um, she was always cooking in the kitchen, so I watched her, but I didn't have like a love, like okay, I need to be in there to learn, but I was observing. Okay, it wasn't until in my twenties when I was on my moved out and on my own, and I'm like okay, I really want this food that I was used to. And of course, I made some mistakes, Um, but in the mistakes, you learn to get better. You learn from those mistakes. All of us make mistakes. Even the uh, professional chefs make mistakes, but you learn from it and you grow and create something beautiful. And sometimes those mistakes do turn out to be beautiful. Sometimes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> my wife would definitely agree with you on that point there's no question about that um i mean I, I love my wife to death she actually told me recently that she wants to learn how to cook now vitra i'm a little bit nervous about this because she's the kind of woman who can burn water god bless her and i feel comfortable saying that because she would tell you the exact same okay thing.
0: okay okay <laughs>
1: All right let's talk about uh, this this power plate here because it yes. is it is fantastic. How does it compare with the power plate that we've seen uh traditionally released um, out there what what are the subtle differences
0: um, again, it's culturally relevant, so you know we also have um the Native American power plate you know, and so again it's about the connection Anytime that you can uh connect culture again, it makes it seem. Um, relevant, familiar, and people will adhere to it, make it a lifestyle, not making it uh, a fad diet, you know, really making it a lifestyle because you have those traditional recipes, again, just making them healthy.
1: All right. Now let's talk about it. We They mentioned the plate 18,000 times, yes, but they haven't talked have. about what's on
0: it. So yes. what is on the plate? Okay. So you have the four components of the power plate, just like all the others. You have your fruit, your vegetables, your whole grains, and your legumes or your beans, peas, and lentils. So let's break down each of those. So when you talk about vegetables, you have your dark green leafy vegetables. And as you if you think about the African diaspora, dark green leafy vegetables are across the diaspora. In the south, collard greens. You know, in the Caribbean, you have a callaloo. It's still a dark leafy green. Um, in the Afri- in the, uh, West Africa and Africa, the collard greens are familiar as well, your kale. Um, when you think about your fruit, you think of, you know, bananas, watermelon, um, the, um, what's the other one that it looks like, uh, plantain, you know, in the Caribbean. Um, when you think about your lagoons or your beans, peas, and lentils, anything that's in the pot, you think of black-eyed peas in the South because, you know, you have those in January. New Year's Day for what? Good luck. Good Absolutely. Luck. Yes. 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 Um, you think of your red beans and rice in like Louisiana. Um, you think of also your rice and peas that's in the Caribbean. It's still like your red a red bean. Um, and when you think of, I'm sorry, let's go back to the vegetables. I talked about the dark green leafy vegetables, but the root vegetables are the tubers. The sweet potato. You know, we love that. We have that. Thanksgiving. You have to have sweet potato for Thanksgiving. mandatory Um, and all of your other vegetables you know um broccoli your cauliflower um cabbage cabbage is another thing that you know we're gonna have on the plate and then when you think about um whole grains we're gonna have corn and we're gonna have grits because grits come from corn (laughs) Mm. have to have grits for breakfast in the south
1: that's right. And, and
0: <laughs> now he, I grew
1: up in, in Southern Virginia, like grits mm-hmm. and people take pride in their grits. Like, and you can't be having any of these instant grits. No, you mm. have to put it on the stove yes. and go and do another task as yes. these grits are cooking. And somehow they always seem to taste better when they are, in fact, slow cooked. Is yes. this? Yeah. OK.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. And you can't
0: walk away from it now because then you have lumpy grits. We want creamy grits. So you have to stay there and nurse
1: it. That is what the kids call a pro tip right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You put a a
1: whole heck of a lot of thought into this, like, because you bounced around from the Caribbean to Louisiana to so many other places, like, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how long did it take you to put this together and say, let's make sure that we get as many cultures represented in this as possible?
0: Well, again, um, adopting, if you will, kind of making a hybrid of the African heritage diet pyramid and the power plate. I had help from old ways, um, the director of nutrition there, and then had um, PCRM, a Physicians committee for responsible medicine, the uh, director of nutrition there um, to help with it. So many of the ideas of the foods that included really come from the African heritage diet pyramid. Um, of those traditional foods in in all parts of the diaspora. And when I mention the diaspora, I mean, again, the American South, South America, um, uh, Africa, and I'm missing somewhere, the Caribbean. Sorry about that. The Caribbean. So that's the diaspora. So it's, you know, after the enslavement where everyone was dispersed.
1: Now, let's, uh, let's dive a little bit more specifically into this foods. We, we rattled quite a few off, but, and, and mm-hmm. I encourage you right now to go over to PCRM.org and download your, your copy of this Power Play, because it is just truly phenomenal. Matter of fact, we're going to include a link to it in the episode notes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking over a lot of these foods, and there are some of whom I'm not really all that familiar with, like pigeon peas. I'm not sure that I've ever cooked with pigeon peas. How familiar mm-hmm. are you?
0: Well, that is one of the peas in the Caribbeans that they use their rice and peas for. So they use the pigeon peas or they'll use the red beans.
1: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm on top of it. Now, Mm -hmm. here's another thing that we haven't yet addressed on here is really you stress water and staying hydrated as part of Mm -hmm. uh, the plate as well. Pretty important stuff. As a nurse, like how important is hydration?
0: Well, every bodily function requires water in the body and our body is made up a large Uh, percentage of water so in order for it to function properly just like oil in your car if you have don't have oil in your car your car won't function so you really it's important to you know get that water intake in and I know people like I don't like it you know just you know start small and grow from there you know start taking a few sips maybe every 15 minutes just take a few sips and then you'll just see challenge yourself you know to increase that water intake All right. And one, keep things moving too. We'll leave it like that. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) another pro tip.
1: Um, So, uh, one thing that is uh, definitely not on the power plate is dairy. And I know that that is really important, uh, especially with African Americans, where Mm -hmm. I believe it's up to 80% are -hmm. lactose intolerant. Yeah. Mm
0: hmm yeah and so for me, I haven't had dairy since two thousand one now, I didn't adopt a, a whole food plant based lifestyle until later, like in two thousand sixteen, but I stopped with dairy in two thousand one, and yes, you know again, not just African Americans but many people of color have our lactose intolerant and um and I know it you know even. If you watch the documentary, The Invisible Vegan, and even anything by Dr. Milton Mills, he talks about, you know, in a sense, the the government kind of forces anyone that's on government assistance that dairy has to be on their plate. They know it's not good for them, but this is what they're, in a sense, mandated to do. Um, So with that, um, there are now opportunities for um, the participants to, you know, Get the the um, the meat, uh, milk alternatives, and,
1: dairy and alternatives. Not... I'm sorry. And and we're not just talking about feeling sick right after you eat dairy, like having tummy troubles. We're talking about dairy products um, being just this high source of saturated fat. And of course, Mm -hmm. that then goes back to so many of these conditions that we were talking about here. Your diabetes, Mm -hmm. your heart disease, even Alzheimer's disease, like it all kind of goes hand in hand. And so when Mm -hmm. you start to put the pieces together, I would hope that a lot of people listening right now are just kind of having this little light bulb go off in their
0: head. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I failed to mention, And I, like you mentioned before, the addiction. Um, I can say I was addicted to cheese, and many of us are, uh, you know, addicted to cheese. It took a while. That's why it took me a minute to really go totally um, whole food plant-based. But the um, cheese is very addictive and, you know, hard to It's sort of like the caffeine or even like a, a, a drug. A narcotic, it it really is addictive. Um, But again, once you have an opportunity to experience, uh, you know, for a short period, just trying a plant based lifestyle, you can see that you can give up the milk and cheese and you can find some alternatives to, again, still satisfy your palate, um, but not having the harmful side effects of the lactose intolerant by, um, you know, ingesting the dairy.
1: So when you're working with patients, either as a nurse or as a Food for Life instructor, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you've heard this before, it's like I could go vegan. I I just I can't give up cheese. Mm -hmm. You were able to do it.
0: What tips do you give those people? Again, just try it. Just you know, if you do it, maybe two weeks or 21 days. Try, you know, just challenge yourself to do it, and um, and just see how you feel in doing so. I think that's important to start there, um, and even if you just try one day, going one day meatless and dairy free, just see how you feel. Start small, because small um, starts give you big results. Big small steps give you big results.
1: Did you find that y- you missed it? Was it easier or harder than you thought it would be?
0: Um, because my why. I want it to be healthy and I want it to be an example for people. It didn't make it as hard for me. Now, were there days I'm like, I really want some cheese, but I had to, again, bring that why before me again to say, no, I really want to be an example for people and I really want my community healthy because it saddens me each and every day when I see, you know, someone having a diagnosis of diabetes, having complications, having amputations, having heart attacks, All of that, that really saddens me, and I really want to be a solution, taking, again, that nursing care, really nurturing people to help. That is my desire. So my why was strong enough for me to say, well, it's okay. Yeah, I have a craving, but no, not today.
1: Yeah. So you you do have that extra sense of pressure as that medical professional whose sole function is to help people out to lead by example. So that creeping into your head when you're craving that slice of cheese, I mean, that's, (laughs) that's a powerful message.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm
1: -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about uh, some things that you have coming up, because I know that you have an exciting series on the way.
0: I do, and I'm glad to say that um, on this past Sunday, we had our first virtual dinner in a documentary where we screened um, The Invisible Vegan. We had about 100 people there, and we had, during our Q&A session, we had Dr. Milton Mills, who was in The Invisible Vegan, um, Dr. Bobby Price, who is a pharmacist, um, former pharmacist with a PH2F pharmacist, so he used mm-hmm. food as medicine truly now. Um, for his patients, and we had Donna Green Goodman, a very dear friend of mine, who's a 25-year breast cancer survivor, was able to reverse an aggressive form of breast cancer as a result of plant-based lifestyle. So coming up, yes, yes, so that we had a wonderful time, and so um, we now accompanying that, giving people the opportunity, like I mentioned, to experience, so we'll have a back to the root two week vegan jumpstart that starts on June 10th. So anyone that would like to experience um, just two weeks of, you know, trying it out and we'll have live cooking classes. I have live group coaching sessions and there's a meal kit um, that they'll receive at their door. I partnered with cooking with Q she's in Detroit and she's going to be able to supply that for them. We have a private Facebook. I have video training, a lot of, Um, resources and tools to help people to be successful um, in the two weeks. And if they desire to, you know, make it a lifestyle, they'll have those tools to help them be successful.
1: All right. So let's, let's do a little bit of real talk here. Like suppose somebody is, Interested in this, right? But just given everything that's going on right now, everything that we're seeing in the news, coupled with the pandemic, life circumstances, whatever the case may be, they're just feeling so deflated. And Mm -hmm. so even though they may want to take charge of their health and get healthier and explore the idea of eating this plant based diet, Mm -hmm. they just kind of have this feeling of why bother? What What's your message to that person be?
0: My message to them, and this is what I do when I'm coaching um, patients, because you have to get to what their need is, again, taking it from me, just like with nursing, assessing what is really happening, what is the barrier, you know, from them getting to where they desire to be. And we we deal with that, you know, what is going on? What can we do to overcome this with the situations like we mentioned before about access? You know, okay, you may not have access, but what do you have access um, to, to in your community or around you? And then we build from there, overcoming the barriers, and we take one step at a time. Because sometimes it's too much, it's overwhelming. So you have to start small. And those, again, small successes give you big results, big wins. Um, so I start there. And, you know, for that person that says, okay, you know, I, I just, why? Why? Why do it? For your health. You are important. You're worth it.
1: That is. I love it. You are important. You yeah. are worth it. I can't yes. think of a more powerful message to wrap up the, the interview with, man. That is, mm-hmm. wow. That is, that, those are some wise words, Deetra. <laughs> Thank
0: you.
1: I love it so much. Are you on uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, those, those places?
0: I am on Facebook and it's at fullcirclehealthcoachingllc.com. And um, I'm sorry, not .com, but Full Circle Health Coaching, LLC. My website is Full Circle Coaching, LLC.com. And all of the details, um, you go to events um, in order to register for the class. Even you can download the electronic version of the power plate by going to my website and going to um, books and you'll see it there. Um, and if you would like to become a part of the um, two-week jumpstart, it's on the product and services page. So all of it is there at your fingertips, just click. Out-
1: outstanding. And we will include links to all of that right in the episode <laughs> notes. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, literally just pick up your phone and scroll down and whoop, right there it is. Give it yes. one click and off you go. Yes. Deitra Dennis, thank you so very much. This has just been a phenomenal half hour. Thank you very, thank very you. much. Thank you. You know, as soon as we wrapped up, Deitra was like, oh, man, I forgot to mention something. And that something is her live cooking demonstrations coming up very soon. These classes, the Food for Life program, how foods fight heart disease and old ways, a taste of African heritage, talking about tubers and mashes. So this is a two-week cooking program that gets rolling here very soon on June 10th and the 14th. And all of that information is in the episode notes. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just scroll right on down and click that link and get yourself registered. Dietra is such such an incredible woman with such positive energy. She just exudes it. It's fantastic. And we can all use a little bit of that positivity right now, can't we? Yeah, you bet we can. So here's a question for you. Did you know that there are also Food for Life instructors all over the country, including right in your backyard, and all of them are ready to help teach the basics and the benefits of plant-based diets? All you need to do is head over to fflclasses.org. FFL is in food for life. So check them out, fflclasses.org. That's where you can find a complete schedule of online courses and get yourself registered. Before we wrap up today, I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge TRIO Plant-Based Restaurant in Minneapolis. Now, TRIO first opened its doors in 2018, and it was built on a foundation of racial justice. It also happens to be Minnesota's first Black-owned, 100% plant-based restaurant. How cool is that? And at a time when challenges and injustices in the community have rubbed raw the emotions of all who live there. TRIO is giving back by giving away food to its residents so that they may feel comfort as their wounds continue to heal. You can visit TRIO online at trioplantbased.com or if you happen to be in the Minneapolis area, stop by their store, 610 West Lake Street. And one final favor to ask today. If you're not listening to us on your favorite podcast provider, please head over to Apple Podcast and wherever shows are available and subscribe to the exam room by the Physicians Committee and help to make the world a healthier place. Every new subscription and five-star rating helps someone else who needs this potentially life-saving information because it helps us climb higher in the podcast ratings. And the closer we get to the top, the easier it becomes for people to find this wealth of health. So let's give a helping hand to as many people as possible. So subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating and let's pay forward everything that we have learned. That's all the time that we have today. My many thanks again to Dietra Dennis for sharing her wisdom with us and continuing an incredibly important conversation. For everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, stay safe and keep it plant-based.